Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 627 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined by Stephen Kyle Bracky, Oliver the Bear, a stone, and special guest today with Ben Askren out on Pacific Time. We brought in our man, John Kozak. John, how you doing? Doing pretty good. How you guys doing? Hey, man. Last chance. Olympic trials. It's all coming up. This is like, uh, this is like your Christmas coming up here for the, for the freestyle fans. So there's, there's a lot that we have to get to yet before we get to like what's upcoming. Item one, Hayden Heidley, not only back, but he's going to be in super hoagie mode. He's going up not one, but two weight classes up to 174 pounds. Kyle Brackey, instead of participating in our meeting, mm-hmm. held his computer up to his ear like this the entire <laughs> meeting so he could hear Hayden Hiley announce what he was doing um, like a true Hayden Hiley fan would. Well, you know, I I really thought um, watching his last match and watching how emotional he was coming off the mat and everything, that he was done. Yes. And then he kind of sent a tweet that seemed that way afterwards. Um but then NC State was kind of like hinting at some stuff. It mm-hmm. seemed like on social media about this podcast. And then I was like, I think he's coming back. And then the majority of the podcast, uh, it's really good. He opens up about like all the, how, how hard it was for him to hold 57, which I did not realize. Um, I can imagine. And then just like, he re- really opened up about this weekend and how emotional it was and everything. Um, but yeah, he's... Uh, He's bulking up. He says he really wants to be able to go with Trent like every day. And he said he walks around at like 175. Okay. So he said he's going to transform the body this summer and uh, he's going to be jacked. He, he's going to look preposterous. <laughs> he's gonna he be looks jacked. ridiculous at 157, 174. Uh, yeah, that's a little, that's, it's interesting in, the, in terms of the national landscape. Where does he fit? Because we've been talking about him versus. Deacon, him versus Carr. Okay, now it's like him versus Staraki, him versus Starachi, him versus you know um, Caleb Romero. How how is maybe this? Maybe Kimmer. Maybe Kimmer, which is maybe Segway Segway season. Everyone on Iowa is coming back, but we still don't know one guy's status. That's Michael Kimmer. Um, what are we thinking is going to happen there? Uh, I know they said that he's going to be making his decision later. But um, yeah, thoughts on that? I don't know. It would be his seventh year. Um, 
I can't think of anyone using a seventh year. I think most of these guys coming back, it would be their sixth year or fifth year if they didn't redshirt. Um, I don't know. But I think he's going to need some convincing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the one thing for, for Iowa fans to, to remember is regardless of if Kimmer comes back, you're going to have someone really quality at that weight class with Patrick Kennedy. He's mm -hmm. a top recruit. He's been in the Iowa room. He looked – you know, pretty good against against Labriola in defeat. Now, the the question there, you know, is he going to be a, a finalist? That may be a stretch at this point for, for him. It's just there's very few guys who out the gate can come in and make that kind of a run. And with Penn State returning four NCAA champs and, you know, certainly being hot on the Shane Griffith trail, it's going to make that team race all the more interesting. Yeah, if he doesn't come back, how many, like, what do you think the net team points is for next year, you know, with a replacement and all that? Well, so he probably scored 22 or so. Um, so I would say it's at least 10. I, I would figure I could, if, if Kennedy wrestles well and earns 12 individual points, that would be pretty, that would be pretty impressive. So he scored 20. So maybe eight, eight to ten point differential. And then when you look at Penn State, they've, in some ways, Penn State sort of maxed out in, in, in four of their weights, right? They wrestled above expectations. Um, but there are going to be a couple opportunities for them to get some more points. you got to figure Kimmer, or uh, Kirkfleet's going to do better than seventh next year. Robbie Howard's only going to get better. Um, their 149 situation, I mean, it, it seems very obvious that, that Shane Van Ness will be that guy. And that's someone – we'll see him at last chance, right? Who? Shane Van Ness. Yeah, I believe he's in at uh, 65. Man, that's someone who I, I'm really excited to watch. We haven't got to see him, but shoot, one match this year against Josh Saunders, which mm -hmm. he teched. Um, so they're, they're going to be better next year at 49 for sure. Right. Um, so I'm – it, the, the, to me, it may not make sense. I mean, sure, maybe it does, but Penn State may be the team to beat next year um, with with their with their title contenders. And no, if no camera comes back, that very well could be the case. Um, so Iowa going to be good, great next year. Going to have a loaded team. It could be could be our best team race since the Ohio State Penn State battle of 2018 mm -hmm. which is maybe one of the greatest team races of all time and there should be two super teams going at it and really you know that's not even factoring in a team like cornell which should have everyone back um you know i'm i'm excited to see you know everyone knows yanni and Vito and darmstadt and max dean but guys like chris foca uh are going to be really interesting who did who did he beat in freestyle recently john my misremembering. Oh, he beat, um, I'd have to look it up real quick and see. I'm not, I don't know off the top of my head. He, or did he just push uh, Mark Hall? In That's a way? exactly what I was going to say. I wasn't sure. <clears throat> I feel like he had a good win also, but I was going to say I know he also had a pretty close match with Mark Hall, which you wouldn't really expect seeing those two on the mat. So yeah, maybe it was just along. that. Maybe it was just that. Um, but I like Foca a lot. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be tough. Josh Saunders coming into the lineup. Uh, Julian Ramirez. Could be good. Uh, Cardenas, I guess. Will he be a heavyweight? Or will that be Luis Fernandez? I think Luis Fernandez is a heavyweight. Cardenas is a unit. 
He he's was a, a big dude. He was man. an RTC cop. Yeah, he looked real. like an action figure. Yeah, he's a big dude. Yeah. Um. So Cornell's going to be really good. Michigan, uh, their window may have been missed. I don't know who's coming back for them. And I can't imagine we'll see Michich. Um. Sorry, I know you, I see you're wearing the shirt, John. <laughs> I I just don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Mitch is going to be back. I think he's all in on on international stuff. But that'd be cool. And but I think the other thing to consider for Michigan is I I hear they are in the running for for Shane Griffith if Stanford doesn't bring the program back. So that could that could bring a boost up, right? Yes, that is true. It sounds like the Griffith sweepstakes is down to uh, Michigan and Penn State. We'll mm. see if that ends up being the case. And Ben Askren has predicted that Real Woods is going to Michigan for like a year now. Yes. And, you know, I think, I think that, that makes a lot of sense. You know, I think there's one guy that can, that can turn Michigan into a title contender. His name is Joey Silva. So if they get him back in the mix, watch out. Watch out. I'm just saying. Look they into get it. him back in the mix to back up Real Woods, he'll have him right no. there back in the mix. He, get him at 33. <laughs> They're not going to keep Ragason down at 25, okay. Silva at 33. Real I want to know when the Joey Silva love affair first started. Because it's um, like a myth as old as time at this point, I feel like, where he's just been your guy, him and Darmy. He's just my guy. Um, I don't know. Probably maybe around who's number one time when he beat RBY. or It was after that. So it's not like, you know, definitely Shoegate helped. Um, that was fun. <laughs> No, I don't know. I just like. It. I think he's got a really sick style. I think he's really good. I thought he was. I thought he was sort of underrated um, when in the redshirt conversation. Like people, I, th- I feel like people forgot how good he was. And this was a guy that was like several what several matches in O against Austin DeSanto when Austin was like destroying people. So I don't know. I just like him. I think he's really good. If he gets in the lineup. Uh, I know it's a little tongue in cheek with Joey at this point, but if he gets on the team, I think he could help them. I think he, I think his best days are still in front of him. So um, I'm still holding out hope. But Michigan is a title contender up against the Iowas, the Penn States, and the Cornells is is going to be kind of a, a stretch for me. Um, I mean, they they were not able to get one this year. Arizona State is going to return everyone. Everyone's going to come back for them. So they're going to be super duper good. They got a trophy this year, so it could be a very very uh, crowded trophy race going into next season. That's why we like it. That's why we like it. Um, what? Hey, do you know anything about Corbin Myers? He's like twenty nine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it's up in the air right now. Yeah. No decision yet. What I think what could help that decision is he missed a full season. Um, mm-hmm. So there was one less year of grind on the body, and um, that he didn't wrestle at all last season, zero matches. Uh, so and only fourteen this year. So uh, I don't know. It, it'd be huge for Virginia Tech. Yeah, because who who would it be if not him? Mm, that's a great question. Great question. If not him, then who? If not us, then when? <laughs> if not Ollie, then <laughs> let's I, go. Uh, I don't know. To be honest with you, uh, maybe. Prada uses that extra year and moves up. Yeah, if Prada goes 33, that's problems because he's like a he's small. small, team. I know. Maybe Girardi can come back down. That's who I was looking at. Yeah. Maybe Girardi. Where he was a qualifier. Yeah. Okay, so we'll, we'll cut him down to 33 if Corbin okay. doesn't come back. Got it, Coach? Got it. Okay, let's 
Heroes in a half shell. Give us portal power, uh, Bracky. Who's who's in? Who's who's in the portal? Where could they be going? Who, who are the big dominoes? Uh, the big dominoes, I would say, still out there. Um, well, Gas Tank Gary. That's I mean, the, he's mm. he's the crown jewel. <laughs> he's the crown jewel. If we're if we're putting stars on these guys, he's the five star. He's the People want to know where he's going, right? Yeah, everyone wants to know. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I wonder. I mean, does he stay? Does he stay? Does he go? Does he? Is Greenlee on this guy or what? I hope so. I haven't talked to Coach Greenlee about him. I mean, but, get uh, the word. I don't think there's any way he's not. Okay. Well, he needs to. He needs to be. If oh. Kent State gets Gas Tank Gary, Oof. that's not good. <laughs> it's not. I'll probably throw something. Yeah. Um, Cradiger, uh went in for Wisconsin this week. Uh, he had, I thought, it was a snub uh, for an at-large. I thought he deserved to get in. He had two wins over Jake Aller this season. Um, really shortened season, but he looked like he had improved a lot in the year. Uh, Kizan Clark, who started the year in the top 15 for us. Um, American didn't wrestle till EIWAs, and he, he didn't enter. I believe we heard that it was a COVID-related thing. Oh, man. Um, so he didn't wrestle a match this season, but he started the season as a top 15 guy. That's um, someone to go after. Yeah. Greg Bulsik, Um he's a four-time NCAA qualifier for pretty much past three seasons. He's been ranked in the top 15. He is tough. Yeah. He's really good get. Sorry. For anybody, uh, I have heard somewhere in the Big Ten for him. Oh, um, yeah. Third, we know where he's going. Uh, Jared Verclearn is interesting. Um, an NCAA qualifier two years ago for Penn State and then kind of got pushed out of the lineup this year. Just a lot of people around that area for Penn State. Um, looking back through here a little bit. What's interesting is <clears> – <throat> I mean, I saw a couple of big names like – I mean – High school big names like right, Adam Buziello, Nick Ramo. Exactly. So tw- the um, class of 2019 big board, uh, five kids in the top 100 have gone in. Now, Kyle Parko was forced to go in because Fresno State's dropping. And um, he's going to Utah Valley, but I did notice a bunch of college coaches following him after NCAAs. Uh-oh. They're like, it's not too late. They're trying to, yeah, they're trying to poach him. Um, Stay off. Ba- back off. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, so Buziello, Devin Winston, Nick Ramo and Gabe Tag, all from the class of 2019. And Busiello and Winston, this is their second time in the portal. The, the, and those are guys that had like three different commitments before yeah. in high school. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay, because Winston well, was UNC, then Minnesota. He, he actually went to Minnesota. He went to Minnesota. For like four months. For four months, then went to SIUE. Went to SIUE, where he wrestled like in a couple opens, second semester there last season. Didn't wrestle at all this year, now is in the portal. Buciello commits to. Um, he was at Penn State early. as a freshman, right? Yeah, early, early, and then like stayed on him the whole time, and then I believe switched to Arizona State. They yeah, gave Roman his, his, his money. senior year, mm-hmm. and then Smart. went to Arizona State for a few years or a few months. Did the same thing, went in the portal, then was back at Penn State, and now is in the portal again. Reportaled. Uh, tag. I don't know. Just couldn't seem to get in the lineup there at UNC. I mean, he made a junior world team during his red shirt year or maybe yeah. the summer leading into him going to UNC. Um, so that one's interesting. Uh, now, Kyle, did they, do those guys all have three or four years left of eligibility? So it's been two years. They get one. I think they'll have four if they use the yeah, extra year because right. the majority of them redshirted. But yeah, they redshirted. No one started. None of the, and Nick Ramo was the other one we didn't talk about. Um, but 
Yeah, so they redshirted, and then this year doesn't count, so they have four years. Dang. And Brent Moore, who we thought was kind of done because of injury, he's in the portal. Yeah, I don't know if that's just one of those things where he, he beat Kevin Jack once. He beat Kevin Jack. He pinned Sammy Sasso once as well. He pinned mm-hmm. Sammy Sasso. That's <laughs> um, right. So if he's healthy, I don't know. Maybe he's worth taking flyer. And he hasn't wrestled an actual match since CKLV in December 2019. Um, I thought I, I like you. I thought his career was done. But I don't know. Maybe trying to give it one last go, he'd have an extra year. But I, I think this is going to continue to pick up as well, too, as – um, there's maybe some coaching carousel moves and coaches have time to sit down and talk with these guys about whether they're going to come back and the money they have and, and all that stuff. I think it's only going to get spicier. Yep, sounds like we'll have more coaching news later. Uh, Frankie O'Brien brought up a good point here. Luke Karen from inter- uh, is interesting. Um, he's an NCAA qualifier. I know he battled with injuries, but I remember when I first put the tracker out and he was like, one of the big name guys in at the time, he like quotes him was like, "I promise you, I feel better than I ever have." Oh wow! So I don't know. He'd be an interesting one to maybe take a peek on. Take a peek. <laughs> Look at it. All right. Uh, so we should get into a couple things. One, I think last chance starts tomorrow. When do you go? I'm leaving after the show. Right after the show. Well, <laughs> we're gonna miss you. We're gonna miss you big time. <laughs> Um, he's headed up to Fort Worth. Are you and Spay carpooling? We are. Are you driving? Uh, I think he's going to drive on the way there. Okay. I'm going to drive on the way back. Okay. Yeah. Good luck. He doesn't like to do the whole, uh, like he didn't want to leave after the finals, even though it's just like three hours away. Oh, really? I was like, no, we're coming back. I'll drive. <laughs> <laughs> well, Spay likes no, to... he likes to kind of hang around. Yeah. The next I'm day. like, dude, I need to get back. We're, I'm surprised we're, we're coming that back. he doesn't want to go and hang out in the... Delta Lounge, and then have you pick him up from yeah. there on the drive <laughs> yeah. home. Spay will spend a day in the Delta. He's like, ah, 45-hour layover. I'll just hang in cool. the Delta. Cool, <laughs> Delta Lounge. He loves the Delta <laughs> Lounge so much. Loves it. I think if Delta were to offer him a position in the lounge, hell yeah, we could lose Spay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's the worst, too, because he's not really big on that, like, brotherhood unity no. at the airport. Like I remember me He'll and KB us. were like, hey, are you hungry? I'm hungry. And then we like wandered around and looked for food for a little bit. Yeah. And he'll just like, if it's just you and him, he'll be like, all right, I'm going to go to the lounge. And you're like, oh, I'm not allowed in. See you on the plane. And just leaves you. And it's yeah, it's a lonely feeling. I'm kind of big uh, ducks fly together. When, me too. When we travel together. on the airplanes. I get a little nervous. I'm a little extra, as you guys know. So yeah. um, I like to stick with my boys. Yeah, Ollie is, uh, is, is high maintenance, and I, I kind of like it. Because um, I can relate. Um, I try to take care of it myself and not put it on others. Though. There you go. That's the main thing. Mm-hmm. The, the awareness is is the key part. Yes. Okay, so Moving last on. chance is tomorrow. We're, we're excited for it. The seeds, the pre-seeds came out. There's a little bit of uh, discussion about it on, on the internet. But I think, uh, uh, where do we start? Do we want to start with 86? Because it is a pretty fantastic freaking weight. It's so good. So it, this is like these guys are not qualified for the Olympic trials. Their names are Gabe the Dean. Are so sick. Gabe Dean, Nate Jackson, Mark Hall, Drew Foster, David McFadden, Taylor Lujan, Max Dean, C.J. Brucky. Um, so very very tough tough weight here. Uh, Kozak, give us some of your thoughts on, on this weight. Yeah, I mean right off the bat, you got Jackson, Hall, Lujan. And Dean all on the same, all on the same side. It's like you know they kind of set up Gabe Dean to make the finals. Uh, I mean, obviously he's going to have to get get by Foster and, and Brucky, but man, that's just you look at that and 
And man, you, you don't want to be on that side, right? Because you got to win two, three really tough matches. Um, I'm a little bit interested in how Lujan fell to six. Um, that seems low, right? Yeah, so he beat Gabe Dean, and mm. they said, on the, and the big news is kind of like, hey, these are counting. The RTC Cup, all these extra matches that have happened during this COVID time, they're counting for seeding. So wh what I think happened was McFadden beat Lujan at mm. Senior Nationals, and then they're just not allowing the Lujan over Gabe Dean match to like take enough precedent, which is sort of, I don't know. I mean... If head-to-head -head is the number one thing, you can't make Taylor Lujan the number one seed, right? Like, that's obvious. Um, so do you? how much do you let that loss for Gabe Dean to pull him down? I guess they're saying, listen, Gabe Dean won the bracket that had Nate Jackson, Drew, McFadden, and Lujan in it. So they're kind of giving him. But right. the, the problem is that after that tournament is when he lost mm -hmm. at the eight-man. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of a, it is kind of strange, but where, how would you see that with, with Lujan uh, factored in? Yeah, it's, it's tough. I don't think I put him behind McFadden. Um, you know, no, no disrespect to David. Um, I, I might move him up a, up a slot or two just because of that, that Gabe Dean win. I think that means, that means a lot. If you're saying he, he beat the number one guy in their most recent matchup and uh, that just feels, it just feels wrong i don't know i just don't like the way it feels to me <laughs> yeah and then you know for for him that's a mark hall quarterfinal right right that's that's not a guy you want to see that early no yeah. mm -mm. no way although it's even worse if you move him up to five then you have teammates uh hitting in the quarters so it's just not you know it's just not an ideal situation for someone like like lujan and so was it what also is interesting is like mark hall at the three He's got the Miles Martin win uh, from a couple weeks ago at Pelicone. Mm -hmm. Miles, of course, won that 195 eight man. He beat Nate Jackson. He's beat Nate multiple times, but Nate has the head to head over Mark, so that took precedent to make Nate the two, and mm -hmm. uh, gave gave the one. I'm not as up in arms about this. Um, I think it's tough, but what is also notable is that these brackets will have true seconds. So if Gabe Dean and Nate Jackson make the finals and Nate beats Gabe, then that means, um, you know, whoever lost to Gabe Dean, they'll have to wrestle for, they'll have to figure that out for true seconds. So if you lose in the finals, you are not, your day is not done. You have to win true second, mm -hmm. which is always... Man, that's crazy. Are they doing that for, as like a COVID contingency in case the guy who wins it doesn't have a spot or anybody else doesn't have a spot? No, so they're taking top two. Okay, oh, okay, okay. They're taking top two, so they want... Um, Makes sense. They want to... Yeah, they don't want someone just to have the easy side, make the finals and lose, but still be in. Uh, also what do you guys game. think of the the Heidley, or the uh, Mark Hall-Nate Jackson matchup? Do you think it looks different this time around, or do you think it's still like a one-score late you know match i i liked mark i mean i i had i my uh, tuesday headline was mark hall text nate jackson and he lost right. uh so i tend to be bullish on mark hall and freestyle i i think it's i think it's a close match i think i do think mark wins mark was winning with like 20 seconds to go and and nate got it done 
So I think we've seen Marks a little bit better. Now he's still got – he's still way behind, like, the Zahids still. I think it's going to be a little bit. I don't know. I think Mark gets, gets it this time. But obviously at this point, Nate Jackson cannot be – he cannot be denied or dismissed as someone that, that couldn't win this bracket. He could be. He could yeah. even be to Gabe Dean. What do you think? Yeah. I so I feel like if Nate Jackson doesn't qualify at this this like last chance, they should just give him a spot because he's just he's been putting on the line, you know, uh, more than anybody in the world, like since since quarantine. Um, but as far as the matchup goes, I think that I think it's I think it's a tough matchup for Mark. Um, just because Nate's so long um, and so, you know, explosive on his feet. Uh, and so I think it is going to be close. But I think Mark looks different just at the at the Pelicone than he did in his first match against Nate Jackson. So I think he's he's a guy, you get him in freestyle, and he just starts, you know, getting back to where where he's comfortable. So I think he, I think he makes the finals here. Yeah. Um, man, I, I am just not sure. How about, so we had him on the watch party mm -hmm. and we're talking with him and he to us is the classic tweener. He's probably best suited at Olympic weights if it was like a 174, but he said he is not going back down. He's just going to try to fully build up into 86. What were your thoughts when you heard that, John? Yeah, that's, man, 86 is so, is so deep and domestically. It might be like it might be the weight where you could pick the most guys uh, and send them to worlds like three or four or five deep and they'd all, you know, medal, you know, in a, in a world's field at 86. I think it's the weight I have the most uh, U.S. guys ranked um, out of any of the, uh, the Olympic weights. So I think Mark, you know, he wants to compete, I think, for the next four years or so, the next quad. So I think that's the way he's thinking is what's going to help me not just this year, but down the line, 2024, to extend his his career. And I think he's bigger than he looks, right? I think mm -hmm. that's what everybody always always says. And I don't think he likes to cut weight. I don't think he wants to cut weight. I think he wants to enjoy himself and wrestle for, you know, a few years down the line. So you respect it, right? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, he's coached by a guy, Brandon Slay, that was like a box and just like a, you know, a more stocky, strong guy. So. He's not that they're stylistically all that similar, but you know, there's over time with uh, enough dedication to getting bigger, he can get bigger. But if you know every other year you're cutting down and bulking up, it is tough, um, tough to see. And I do agree. I think he always was a little bigger than he looked. We when we watched him at 74, it was kind of like, can he make 65? Because is that possible? And it was like, no way, never, could never do it, could never do it again, could never make 74 again. So I think he's just one of those guys a little bigger. Whereas, like, conversely, Zahid Valencia was always someone that was, like, a little smaller than, um, than he looked. Right. Um, okay, I want to – while we're in 86, let's just talk about it. Right. Should we be giving Zahid a real shot here at, at, at making this Olympic team? Because for a while I was just like, Taylor, no matter what, David Taylor, just don't – any other names other than Jaden Cox, just don't even say them. Now I watched Sahid. I've been watching him throughout the offseason. He pushed Jordan. Jordan and David had a close match. He goes to Pelicone. He dominates Mark Hall. Just dominates that entire tournament. And now I'm like, maybe this is a real thing. Am I crazy? I I think it's gonna be a match. Um 
Zahid and David, they wrestled like, in, they wrestled in freestyle. Um, I'm trying to find it here. They wrestled in 2016. Yeah. 16 Grand, Grand Prix of Spain. And I can't find that that video anywhere. It's like lost. But um, from what I hear, so he got the first takedown. Yes. I think was I think he was winning at the break. And then David came back and won 10 to 3. And so that was that was five five years ago. And so mm-hmm. you, know, you say both of them have gotten better since then. But I feel like if any guy has jumped higher levels it's it's a heed um but i don't know maybe that's just maybe that's just one match and you don't really know but i think it's i think it's going to be a thing i think it'll be i don't think dave is going to blow blow through him um and with the ways that he looked at the pelicone against mark hall it's like oh okay this guy he's he's for real so yeah, and I remember watching that match, and that is how it played out. It was early scores for for Zahid, and then he he flat out got worn out by David in his pace, and David seemingly figured some things out technically against him. Um, I think I think it's going to be an interesting match. I think what Zahid has is the um, incredible athleticism and elusiveness that's going to make David have a harder time getting to him. David is still without a doubt my pick but this became david taylor is the biggest favorite of any weight at the trials to man is this zahid if he can get to him is going to make it really interesting um and it's fascinating because no one's sitting out here um the, the bracket is very live and if you look at these seeds if zahid has to go through a, a uh, like so looking at jd's projected seeds he's got it if gabe dean qualifies one Taylor, two Zahid, three Gabe Dean, uh, or Mark Hall, then Miles Martin. So Zahid could potentially have to go through Gabe Dean, who I think is actually a pretty tough matchup for him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. If if Gabe if Gabe Dean can make that match really close after the first, you know, after the first period, and kind of turn it into hand fighting and wearing him down, getting like little step outs here and there, I think that's a nightmare um, matchup. For him, and even Miles Martin for Zahid, um, man, they had a really, really close, close match at was it nineteen Senior Nationals, yes. where it was like one score, Miles is right there. Um, so yeah, you like, I think you like David kind of blowing through that the challenge tournament um, more, and then when it's just one match, you know, you could see maybe see somebody stinging Zahid and getting up. So yeah. Yeah, oh my gosh. I can't believe this is like literally next week. I know, it is kind of crazy when you think about it. When you guys are talking about it, I'm thinking about it as like a far off thing. Like it'll be fun when we actually get to see this. And it's like, oh, we do in a week. So get ready. Well, it's crazy because it's always, just Olympic trials are always a far off thing. It just always seems like it's forever. And then once it didn't happen last year, it's like, oh, the Olympics don't exist anymore. It's just Mm -hmm. not going to happen. We're just like... It's just a hypothetical thing we just discussed, but but it's like, wait, it's next week. It's literally going to happen in Fort Worth. Um, I'm so excited for it, and every weight is absolutely fire. And think about this. some There's a scenario where Nate Jackson and Gabe Dean don't make the Olympic trials, and they're unquestionably like the top six, seven guys, but it's that hard to qualify. Well, Gabe Dean sort of, you know, him being retired – Made it so he missed all the qualification windows up till, you know, the last chance. So that's yeah. why he's out. And Nate Jackson just shows the the overall one. It shows a couple of things with Nate not being qualified. One, it shows how much improvement 
he has got, mm-hmm. he, he has achieved over a little time. And it just shows how hard it is to qualify, right? Aaron Brooks was not qualified until he won NCAAs. So it's it's a it's a tough thing. Um, right. Am I missing something? Is, is Heidley not, not going last chance? Oh, yeah, good point. Not entered he, yet. I mean, golly. And he just beat, he beat a mean, right? He did. He did yeah. beat a mean. And I don't see Mr. Fast Twitch. Uh, I wonder if we'll see him at the trials. Mm. Well, he's qualified now. He's qualified. Man, I hope yeah. so. Yeah, we all we want to see the festival. So why don't we start at fifty-seven? Um, you know, th- not a ton to discuss here, just because I don't see anyone on this list that I could conceivably see contending for for the spot. But it's really um, it, it's competitive. I, I feel like the top two seeds here are the guys with Zane Richards and Jack Mueller, but Darian Cruz, Frank Pirelli, Deshays are non are are super tough. But I do see those guys making the finals and then holding serve for um, true second. Do you guys see any any deviation from there? Go ahead, Kozak. No, I think, I mean, if you're looking at somebody that can get in there, Dar- I mean, obviously Darren Cruz. DeShazer's always, I mean, he could always, I don't see him maybe winning it, but I could see him taking out one of the top guys. Um, I think he is able to keep matches close and, Shazer, um, yeah. he's a guy. He always has a slapper's chance. Yeah, I, I can't count him out. Yeah, he's yeah. dangerous. I I did the little write up for fifty seven k preview, and I said he's dangerous in in multiple ways. In yes. multiple ways, yeah. that slap setup is something to be taken serious. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. I uh, watch out for Sean Russell. Uh, not yeah. saying he's going to do anything, but he had a nice um, senior nationals, and I think he might have beat Cruz. I'm trying to find. No, he didn't. But Cruz DMP'd there, and he was like, uh, Russell was like fifth. I didn't realize Cruz DMP'd. That's interesting. So, yeah, that's uh, 57. Are there any um, – I need to find the entries because there's some uh, – maybe some tough guys that aren't – maybe not this way. Is Because is Flynn going here? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. I want to see him. I mean, just <clears> – <throat> I am always interested in seeing the high schoolers, early college guys – how they fit at the senior level. Yeah, so the the two guys in this bracket that probably fit that well the most are Cooper Flynn, um, who you look at his high school freestyle results are really solid. He's been fifth, third, seventh at Fargo, was fourth at Cadet World Team Trials. Um, he's a top 25 guy in the class of 2021. He signed with Virginia Tech. And then the other one, um, this was his second year at Minnesota, but still interesting is um, Matt Ramos. Um, he's a cadet world champion. He was the one that beat Darian Cruz. He beat Brandon Courtney as well. Oh, snap. At senior nationals. Um, Matt Ramos? Yeah. He took a weird loss on the front side to Skylar Petrie, but then on the back side beat Courtney and Cruz and then lost to Sam Latone. Oh, That's go for on, go for crime. Right. Um, so He had to respect the elder gopher. That's right. Yeah. That's how gophers work. Um, so watch out for Ramos. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't realize he beat beat those guys. Now, a Brandon Courtney win is in such a new light now. After, yeah, big time. After his NCAA performance. Okay, 65. Uh, the pre-seeds are as such. Pat Lugo, Evan Henderson, Mitch McKee, Luke Pletcher, Matt Klausik, Dean Heil, Sean Fawes, my man is Eaton, and Shelton Mack. Uh, <laughs> other guys that are not um, seated but are notable, Brock Zacherl, Josh Saunders, Shane Van Ness, um, Kijan Clark, the aforementioned, mm-hmm. uh, all in the mix here. So thoughts on on this weight class? There's there's a lot of really good guys here. Could yeah, Shane Van Ness do it? 
Is yeah, I wonder crazy? where Queen Vanessa is going to fall in the bracket, right? You know, I think yeah. that might. <laughs> do they do they seed him? You know, somewhere just to get him, so he's not an early uh, an early hit for one of the top guys. I don't know what he. Would, yeah. would they do that? <laughs> that? I could see them getting a little creative with, with someone like that that's that good. I feel like we could see Shane going with a lot of these guys. He could have an interesting match with with a Kolodzik or even a Pletcher or a Heil. Yeah, but, I was going to ask, like, what's the highest level of guy you guys could see him taking out at this event? I don't think he can beat, like, a Lugo. I think Lugo is just so fundamental, so big, strong, Get to his, he'll get to his. I mean, Lugos look great in this yes, kind of COVID season. I mean, he gave Bajrang his best match at the eight man, it seemed, when yeah. you look back at it. So, yeah. So, I, I think someone like him, I kind of write off, but you know, someone like a, a Pletcher, Heil, McKee, I mean, he's already beaten a Saunders. I think he can go with almost everyone else. Henderson's an interesting one because he's so crazy that you're like, oh, that may keep him in the match. But he's also so crazy, he'll do some stuff that, like, Shane hasn't seen, potentially. So I feel like yeah. those two are sort of set, but I'm curious what you think, John. Yeah, Henderson's a guy who who has beaten – I mean, he's got – he has the best wins out of anybody on on this list. But then, you know, he'll take, he'll take losses where you just kind of – like, um, he lost to Nishan at um, – uh, America's Cup, he got tacked, right? And so you're like, what? You know, you don't really, yeah. you don't really see that, see that coming. And I think that's why he's not the number one seed here. Um, and because then at that same event, Lugo beat Michonne. So Henderson, uh, I don't know what to, I don't know what to expect with him. He wrestles a ton, so maybe that's why he has like these all over the place results. Um, but I think you should pick him against Shane Van Ness, but then it's like, maybe you should also say that's a match he can he can lose. So, yeah. Yes. We did actually, uh, common opponent, he was down to Josh Saunders at America's Cup by like right. six or seven. Henderson? Yeah, and then he came back and I think ended up winning by six or seven, maybe even got the tech. And then we just mm-hmm. saw Van Ness have no problems with Saunders. Right, Van Ness. Yeah, nine, nine seven against Saunders. Henderson won. Nine seven, there we go. Yeah, yeah Vanessa is gonna make a run here. I, I I really believe it. I think he's I think he's like one of the top storylines for last chance. Like, where does this kid stack up? Because you know, there's implications not just you know qualifying for the Olympic trials, but like, all right, where where is this guy gonna fit next year for Penn State? And we feel like he's gonna be really good. And seeing him just wrestle neutral against some of these seasoned senior level guys is uh. Really interesting, but you cannot fall in love with the, those results because you know you think of someone like Andrew Ramirez who is amazing at freestyle. We haven't seen that translate yet to the folk style world, but in general, it translates. Okay, so sixty-five is fun. Shane Van Ness watch for sure. Seventy-four, Ryan Deacon, Alec Pantelio, Chance Marsteller, Tyler Berger, Vincenzo Joseph's a five seed. Joey Lavalley, Josh Shields. And um, it says Shield there, but it's Shield. And Julian Ramirez, who we, we talked about earlier. Um, is Berger, or excuse me, does Chenzo seem a little low at the five? Yeah, he, I think the, the problem with seeding him is who has he wrestled in this field um, yeah. in the last year and a half in freestyle, right? He hasn't been super active. Um, so I think maybe that's kind of where he 
where he belongs mm-hmm. um, on paper. Not not saying that he's gonna. I think I think if I were to pick someone, I think I feel good about Chenzo making the finals. Um, I I don't know. I, I don't know how Deacon how Deacon is like how on how close to one hundred percent he is. Um, but yeah, maybe the match there is that Burger Joseph quarter. Um, but I yeah, I don't know. This is like one seventy four where I think matchups matter a lot. So like, how does Pantaleo match up with with Marsteller? Where mm-hmm. like Pantaleo is not a huge seventy four guy. And Marsteller, you think about he's wrestled seventy nine in the past. Coming down, could that be? Could Marsteller be a guy that gives Pantaleo trouble? Um, so yeah, I could see any of the top five guys making the making the finals here. Yeah, thinking about the Pantaleo uh, Marsteller match, Alec is a guy who you see he uses his physicality, his brute strength, his speed against guys. So you'd be able to use that against someone like Chance. You also, with Chance, is a guy we've seen wear out in matches. Is Alec a guy that's going to push the pace? I feel like the answer to both those questions is no, but at the, but I still think he's going to beat Marsteller. Um, I think he's just going to find a way to a couple of takedowns and, and beat him. I He will be a little small, but I feel like just the consistent training environment, what's going on at Michigan, I think he'll be... I think he'll be prepared there, and I I see him making the finals there. And I'm I'm kind of with you. I think I think the Burger Cho- Joseph winner will be Deacon, just based on what we kind of saw from Deacon uh, last weekend. I feel that just didn't look like the Deacon that beat you know Hayden Heidley convincingly at Cliff Keen. Didn't look like the Ryan Deacon that beat James Green. It looked like you know a slightly different version. Then again, we've seen Ryan is, is he's always been better at freestyle. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, this is his best style. So he could, he could. I think everyone wrestling at their best, everyone fully optimized. Deacon is the best guy. So maybe for that reason, you just say, "Hey, Deacon's my pick." But I don't know. Uh, any guys outside the preseeds that should be mentioned? Uh, I'm not seeing a ton of. I mean, Branson Ashworth's a name, I guess. Valmont, um, but nothing really sticking out to me. No. Okay. So let's go. We already talked about 86, 97. Um, Braxton Amos, for me, is the big yeah. name. Yeah, for sure. That's who I want to see. I want to see where that guy is in his freestyle. He's always been really good at the international styles. He's really good at Greco. I think this is the kind of way someone like Braxton could make a run. He's that, doing both styles, by the way, too. Doubled up. Yeah. He can make both Olympic teams. Um, so I'm, I'm curious. Can he go with a... Ben Honus, who's huge and got a really good gut and very seasoned. Um, what were what y'all thoughts on this bracket? I think I'd pick him against Honus. Whoa. Yeah? No? You guys aren't feeling me on that one? Some, some surprised eyes Bra- there? Bracky's kind of recused himself from the conversation. I'm letting you guys go first. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you think, John? Yeah, I haven't. Honestly, I haven't watched him enough to to say, like, with confidence. Um, but even just him beating Dudley, what, a couple months ago and kind of, yeah. like, handling him, that's, like, one of those things where it almost reminds you of, like, an AJ Ferrari type of feel to where you just, you like, just feel like this is the guy and he's going to be a guy moving forward who's just 
he's going to, he's going to catapult himself to the top. Um, and you almost don't need to see him beat anybody before you, you, you feel good about picking him. So I think that's, that's how I feel about him. I don't know. Yeah. I, I like to skew towards youth and talent versus like experience in these kind of situations. And yeah, I kind of feel like Braxton could win this. I mean, Schaefer's, I a, Schaefer's a guy that's been really good, but um, I think Braxton can win this way. It's not like 86 where you have all these amazing studs. No, not at all. It's it's there for the taking. Yeah. So, so no, I just take thought of, this feels like uh, I'm going to play the role of, of Askren here, but um, if what do you think about – so like at, uh, Amos is the four seed, and he's got uh, Ben Hannes as the one. So mm-hmm. if um, Hannes beats him and Schaefer makes the finals, and um, you think Schaefer offers, like, Ben, like, hey, man, just, you know, forfeit to me. Amos already took third. You don't oh, have yeah. to wrestle well, him wow. again, right? And they just kind of make a deal. Um, Ooh, backroom deal. Backroom deal. Dirty politics. Is that, is that a good, like, Ben Askren uh, impression? That is, that's uh, really good, yeah. That's exactly okay. what he yeah. would do. He would always that's always. Going for. Look, here's the deal. I'll give you four Bitcoin. <laughs> I'll give you a no-work yeah. finals match. For Bitcoin, yeah. I'd do it. No Four shot for everybody. Yeah. And we yeah. thought, you know, the true second would avoid, you know, the forfeits in the finals, but not if these guys are cutting backroom deals yeah, like that. Yeah. You didn't even see that coming, uh, Kozak. Good thoughts. Yeah, that's woke right there. I love it. That is good. Yeah. Now, maybe, what if they don't wrestle back to third place and just wait? Does that matter? They wait to see what happens in the finals? Yeah. <laughs> that's what they that's need to do. That's what they need to do. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the chess move. Um, USA Wrestling's got to make chestnut checkers. Yeah, chestnut yeah. checkers. Yeah. Heavyweight. I just don't. I can't. Uh, I can't don't play us like this. I can't get up for this. I can't <laughs> go. On. You, you got to carry it then. Carry it. Give me excitement. This one's tough, man. It's yeah. tough. It's like, <laughs> yeah. and it's also like you know these guys are going to enter the field with Gwiz, Gable, and Mason. It's just like. Because uh, I, I, what did you think about um, Derek White getting the one? Because it kind of broke Spay's brain. White Snake, really? You know what? Um, I'm I'm sorry, Ali. I didn't. I did like. I looked at other weights, and I didn't really look at this one. <laughs> so, <laughs> see, that's exactly the attitude I'm talking about in wrestling. That's really. I'm not even going to get started. It has, it's your first day, so I'm not going to really go at you like that. <laughs> but come on, Cosette. You can't be marginalizing us big guys like that. You, has, we're not going to do it for Olympic trials. We're, that's going to be one we're almost the most we excited did, we about. We didn't okay. do it for NCAAs either. Okay. All right. You guys are right. You guys are right. But I'm expecting a big come around for trials, all right? Okay. It has more to do with the guys in the tournament than the weight, you know? Yeah. Than that's the fact a, it's that a good point for this dudes. one. But I'm, I guess I'm a little sensitive because I, I could just see the people like just pouring out of the building and my finals match is coming up <laughs> so <laughs> so uh like like five seed danny chade he beat Derek white at senior nationals first round classic doesn't matter doesn't matter <laughs> doesn't count <laughs> what else happened though uh tanner hall made the finals right uh did white wrestle back at all it did he just did not make it very far in the wrestle backs well, they didn't let him. Because he lost to Yusuf Hamida in the blood round. Mm. Well, he made it past the pre-blood round, which is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, he had two guys that outplaced him, and one guy that beat him head-to-head. He, so. made, it to the, he made it to the pre-consi quarters, too. So, you know what? 
You just want to downgrade him. Yeah. Um, yeah, he should not be the one seed. I'm not sure what happened there. What what's his what is even the claim? Like make the case for Derek White at the I one. I can't. Okay. You can't do it. All right. Spay said all his other results were at ninety seven, but I do I don't know if that's true. I'm just trusting Andrew Spencer Spay. Yeah, which <laughs> you know, that's fine. All right. So why don't we get into these uh JD our man JD Raider. We were kind of go, kicking the tires on uh, Olympic trial seeds. And I don't know how you do some of these. It's really tough. I think you do them like Kozak did them last night. He did. He, he, oh, let let the let his daughter just draw him out of a hat? Yes. 57. That's what you do. Spencer, Spencer Lee got the 10. <laughs> That's interesting. A lot of people didn't see that coming. Iowa fans are going to be so pissed about that. Yeah. <laughs> They're just going to be yelling at your daughter. Yeah. Um, so... What JD has is Dayton, Gross, Gilman, Spencer, Vito, Soriano the six, Joe Colon the seven. Which I see what he did there. It's like Joe lost to Soriano, who lost to Vito, who lost to Spencer. Now here's where it gets tricky. And they got Gross ahead of Gilman because he beat him. And Dayton ahead of Gross because why? How do we get Dayton at the at the one? World, he was, I mean, world team member, right? Returning world team member. But he lost to Gilman at um, Pelicone. Pelicone, last Pelicone. So 57 is really tough to seed. I think there's a scenario where Gross is the one, and mm-hmm. then Spencer could be the two because he beat Sanders, who uh, who beat Gilman, and then Gilman beat Dayton, so Dayton could be the four. But then there's also the scenario where Dayton is the one because he's the returning world teamer. Um, I I don't know how you do this one. It's it's tough. Um, and honestly, this one is ma- so matchup reliant. It could it could go a lot of different ways. How would you see that? I think it matters. It matters who they put at the one, right? Whoever they decide, you know, gets the one. Then I think that helps everything else kind of fall fall in line so if they put Dayton at the one I actually kind of like I like the way it works out except Mm -hmm. you got oh man you got Dayton and Spencer in the semis Spencer Vito in the in the quarter man that's a tough road for (laughs) for for Spencer um yeah yeah I don't know man it's tough it's it's tough to see how uh how Spencer can do it with no ACLs, you know. Uh, it just seems like it's going to be tough for him to be himself. I mean, a gross a gross Gilman semi is also really interesting as well. But, you know, 6'3", Soriano Gilman is a quarter. And we just watched. I feel like Soriano in all this is kind of – he is kind of left out in the mm. – a little bit because, okay, yeah, 2019 he did lose to Vito. But – he just went to a tournament that had Gilman and mm-hmm. Vito in it, and he outplaced all those guys, and he beat the dudes that beat them. And yeah. to, to quote Tony Ramos, it's not his fault they never made it that far. Right. Um, yeah, you I, could put Suriano at the one because he beat he beat Cologne, um, but that was I mean that was back whatever almost two years ago. Cologne yeah. beat Gross. Uh, finished ahead of, of Gilman and Vito. You can put him at the one. You can put Dayton at the one. You can put Gross at the one. If you want to get crazy, you could put Spencer 
at the one because he hasn't lost to anybody. But. Yeah, let's give them all the one. Let's give them give all them the all. one seed and then put them in an order. And ask them how they feel about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Man, I just want to be in the seating meeting really, really bad. Right. Fly on the right. wall. Yeah, fly on the wall for that one. <clears throat> so I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't like JD's, but I don't like any of y'all's ideas either. So... <laughs> I don't like how. Where, where's your idea? What's your yeah, idea? What's your big idea? Yeah, Mister, I got glasses. Look at me. Come over <laughs> man. You have glasses too. Yeah, I'm not out here putting down everybody's seeds. Idea. <laughs> I didn't put down everyone's seeds. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, if you put me, down everyone's seeds, then you don't make fun of anyone's seeds because you don't like anything. Um, I don't know. I kind of JD and I had one that I kind of liked where it was gross at the one because he beat Gilman. And then Soriano the two because he outplaced all those guys, and he has a win over Soriano. And then Gilman the three, Dayton the um, where was Spencer in that? Crap, I can't remember it anymore. But it was <laughs> better. But it was better. Um, you don't even know it. Yeah, no, it's yeah. it's it's really tough to do. There's not a, a ton of great options. Random draw, random draw. I like it. Random draw. It's one way to do it. Okay, sixty-five kilograms. We've got, I think it's a little more clear cut here. Uh, Zane, Yanni, Green, Oliver, McKenna. Now, help, help me understand here. What am yes. I missing? Why is Yanni the two if he lost to McKenna and J.O. beat McKenna at the same, the same tournament? They haven't hit since, so head to head. Yeah, because so did y- Yanni beat Green multiple times. Yeah. But has Green, did Green, Green and J.O., uh, did they wrestle? Not since, like, what, 2016? <laughs> I thought they wrestled again somewhere. Or no, did they? Am no, I, missing... I think that was the match that was, was going to be at the uh, eight-man. Yeah, but it was going to be the semi. Uh, Pantaleo beat mm-hmm. J.O., mm-hmm. James Green beat Pantaleo. So, so are they, are they is, J, is James Dean factoring that in? I think that that would be a mistake. Um, Yeah, I think if you're basing it on on those kind of results, and it's it's tricky with all the all the matches now counting. uh, But Zane, yeah, you could go. So you think Zane, Jo, McKenna, Yanni? That I mean, that's if you go head to head, and by most recent result, that's that's the way you got it. You got to do it. So like, I don't know, unless so that would make it. that would make it a green Yanni quarter. Winner gets Zane. Ouch. Right. Yeah. That's painful. Um, You're mean, Kozak. That's yeah, you mean dude. Mean. What are you doing <laughs> over here? That's who I am. <laughs> no excuses. I like it. Um. Let's see here. Oh, okay. Um, are you going to um, ask him why he did what he did? No. I'll let him. I'll let him go, but I'm glad he's listening. I just wanted to see. I wish uh, I had uh, the rankings he was looking at before uh, before he put this out. All right, so 74 is kind of is pretty obvious. Burroughs is in the finals. Dakes in the challenge semi. Imar one, Nolf two, and then he says the rest depends on who comes out of last chance. Um, but, I think he just didn't care. He's like, all right. Yeah, he got lazy like, on that one. Yeah, man. he just mailed. JD, you mailed it in. We're just gonna call you out for it. You put this tweet out. You mailed in seventy four, but it's fine because it's, we know who the three are, and we really know who the two are, and that's all people are really gonna be talking about with seventy four, eighty six. 
that seems to fall pretty well in line with the mm -hmm. results. Do you agree? Yeah, this one's yeah, a little more simple. Yeah, Ringer's an interesting one. I mean, my, uh, Bo Nickel at the five is like, whoa. That's a and, – and, you know, if he beats Miles, which historically he has, then a, a Bo Nickel-David Taylor semi. Whoa. Whoa. That's just, that's just wild. Um, okay, 97. Kyle's in the finals. Jaden's in the challenge semis. Then it's Colin, Zilmer, Mike Mock, Gadsden. Feels like it'll be Jaden versus Colin in the challenge finals, and then Jaden versus Kyle in the final finals, final countdown. And then Gwizg is the... Uh, so Mr. Fast Twitch has a mission operation. Ooh, will he have a mission or an operation? In his hometown. Yes. He's got to he, he has to, who, right? Who do you think he can't beat at, at 97? Mainly... Kyle and Jaden and Colin. Why can't Moore. he beat? Yeah, why can't he beat Colin Moore? He can't beat. <laughs> okay, y'all can go there. Um, I'm, I'm asking why can't he? I didn't say. Well, I mean, I didn't say he couldn't. I just don't think he will. I think it's highly unlikely that he beats Colin Moore. Colin Moore is really, really good at freestyle. He's beaten basically everyone short of Kyle and Jaden. Yeah. So. Okay. He's never wrestled a Ferrari yeah. before. He's never wrestled a Ferrari. I, for all I know, Colin's never even driven a Ferrari. Oh, shit. How's he going to handle that horsepower? He may not be able to, but I. it's... Uh, yeah, you're right, though. It's probably not going to be... Colin is slick. Yeah, he's going to be big. Good. Um, uh, AJ Ferrari is the slickest Ferrari ever. Quickest, slickest, and fastest Ferrari ever built. He, I don't find AJ to be that slick. I think he's insanely... He's the quickest, slickest, and fastest Ferrari ever built. You just like the branding of saying that sentence more than you want to accept it as reality. I'm sorry. He does like a, he, he does a couple things just preposterously well, but he's not like... Colin's got a lot of different ways to win. For who knows? Maybe Fast Twitch 2021 to Tokyo. Do we know if he's going? Do we know if he's going to the trials? Twitch into Tokyo. Uh, I don't know. I kind of feel like he won't, but who knows? It's such a missed opportunity if he doesn't. It it really is. How do you? How You're do you playing know? with the house money. Just go do it. It's like a three hour drive from Stillwater. Mm -hmm. Get on down, head home, have a nice have a nice dinner. Italian nice, dinner. Nice Italian dinner. The Madagut. Oh, what's that? The Madagut. What's that? You, you don't know Madagut? You're, 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 you put four cups. Manicotti? Oh, yeah, I know Manicotti. Okay. That's not what you said, though. Because <laughs> when you said Manicotti, you said Manicotti. When you go, Manicotti. That's, that's how you say it. No. Yes. That's not even how you say it in Italy, I bet. All right. You've never even been. I live there. <laughs> in Italy? <laughs> so 125. Yeah, we got to watch Fast Twitch. We need, we need Fast Twitch and Braxton to both make it so we can see that match. Heck yeah. I've been waiting for it since who's number one. Since who's number one didn't happen. Okay. Gwiz Gable, Paris, Dom, Tony Nelson. At 125, Gwiz is the big-time beneficiary of qualifying the weight because otherwise he would be like the two or the three and have to go through Paris, then Gable. But now it's uh, Gable and Paris in the semi, and Gwiz will just have to get just. I say just like it's easy. But compared to Gable and Paris, um, you know, it's a simpler mission operation. But just chips. Dom and uh, Tony Nelson winner versus Gwiz. Um, was it, I guess this is pretty cut and dry, right? 
Yeah, I think, and then I think the only thing he doesn't have there is I'm pretty sure um, Kirkfleet's going to be the six. So that'll be that'll be Mason and Kirkfleet quarter right off the bat. So that'll be fine. Man, that's in, I'm curious. Uh, do we feel certain that Kirkfleet will go to this? I guess why not? Kind of a situation, huh? Yeah. Why uh, not? Why not? Why not? All right. Why don't we go to um, a couple questions and we'll 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 get on out of here. What do you say, boys? I ain't mad at that. He's not mad. Okay, from Nathan Silvers. Two-foot step-out question. If I have a single leg in the air and walk you out of bounds, do I give up the point because your second foot never stepped out? Step-out almost has to be one foot. Great point. Uh, I think I think that makes sense. I think I, – I just do the freestyle step-out. Why, why you got to be two feet? What did you think about when you saw the two-foot rule there uh, proposed, John? Yeah, yeah, it's like why not why not one? And it's like kind of a kind of a joke, but like the folk style refs are so like they just need like the five second count, like one, two, and then like if the arms aren't touching the leg, then they stop counting. And so it's almost like you could see the two foot rule be interpreted so, you know, literally that it just mm-hmm. is like, come on guys, <laughs> you know, you yes. know what I mean? But yeah, uh, yeah why not one? Why not one? That's my it's my response. I feel like it needs to be one. I feel like they should just do the freestyle. It sounds like there's a lot of momentum for it, not just from fans, but the coaches are kind of like ready to go and um, kind of on board with there's going to be something, it sounds mm-hmm. like. So I'm excited about that. Um, Andy Hamilton has been working on a story that should be finished in the next day or so that um, he talked to a bunch of coaches about it and got some feedback from them on where they see it going. So be on the lookout for that because I think uh, – that's going to be something that a lot of wrestling Heck fans yeah. are interested in in reading about. Um, yeah, so much of, of, of officiating in NCAAs is like just up to the the individual ref's interpretation. You know what bothered me the most? If you watch the watch party, it's the tinks. It's the guy counting the the watch party. One, tink. They had to hit the mat. Tink. It's like this weird little tick that they put in. It's like, like no tinks. Cut the tinks. Get rid of the tinks. How are you hitting He's the mat? Building. He's building his brand. That's, 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 <laughs> that's true. He's like, I'm the ref. Uh, if you don't know my style, I got a couple of things. You know, I'm going to call stalling. I got a quick trigger, and I do the tinks on the near fall. You're going to get tank T-shirts made. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, throw out the tinks, one foot step out, and I think we're good to go, and we save college wrestling. Okay, actual cannibal. Um, and, again, I do have some moral – it's a conundrum asking these guys questions. But what can I say? Non-cannibals don't ask – as many good questions, questions as an actual yeah. one. So, you know, it's a true meritocracy here, and we will we will ask uh, Cannibal's questions. So he said, what if the score is tied and they do two-minute round of sudden victory, and if nobody scores, then they go to criteria? Kind of like that. I kind of like it, but I'm also, like, What's kind for- of out on these if this happens, then this happens rules and stuff like that. I feel like there's a lot of them in wrestling, and it only makes it more and more confusing each time. So I feel like just pick one or the other. Okay. What's criteria? What is it? What is yeah, that's a good point. I, now we have to come up with a folk style criteria. I'm now out on it. Um, I have I have heard it theorized that like for freestyle, oh, okay, go. If they're tied at the end of it, then do an extra minute. And then if no one scores, it's, it's criteria or whatever. But I think that's stupid too. My thing is like when I'm watching with somebody else who isn't a big wrestling fan, like how many times I have to go in and explain a added wrinkle to mm-hmm. a rule, I'd like that to happen less. Yes, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Um, it's like, I'm like, what? 
trying to explain freestyle to my parents. It's like, eh, just, just don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah so many <laughs> times. There's so it's, many times that happens. It's like so much more. It is. It it can be very complex. Um, so if you don't know, at NCAAs, there are often mayors of the city that are mm -hmm. elected by the um, the constituents in the crowd. So, for example, a mayor of New York City was David Terrell. Um, he won over the hearts of of wrestling fans in his performance at Madison Square Garden. Tariq Wilson was the mayor of Cleveland mm -hmm. um, yes. in 2018. A lot of people don't realize that. So a question was asked, was Shane Griffith the mayor of St. Louis this weekend? Yes, he Without was elected. 100%. He, he mm -hmm. was the elected mayor of St. Louis. He can add that to his resume. We love the mayors. The first He's probably the only one that can save that dump of a city. <laughs> you stop. You stop waging war on St. Louis. Was cold. But he could do it. And, yeah, it was a landslide election. Uh, nobody else said it. Yeah, they didn't really. have to stuff the ballots or anything. Mm -mm. I heard there, there was no food for the people there. Everything was closed around the, around the arena. Yeah, it was, it was tough. We, we had it much better in Austin, Texas, uh, I got to admit, at least on the food side. We had a lot of pizza. We had a lot of pizza. Um, don't use DoorDash, though. DoorDash, no. they DoorDash were just sucks. so terrible. Such a terrible thing. But the first mayor I ever remember was 2009. Uh, Anthony Robles was the mayor of St. Louis because I feel like that was that was the first year he placed. Uh, yeah, that was when uh, when that when Zach Sanders stomped on him. He did get stepped on by Zach Sanders, uh, mm, but he also beat Brandon Preeson. That was a big one, uh, and then he became the mayor of St. Louis, and he held that until I think Shane Griffith took it <laughs> from him, um, which is a long term because that's 2009 through 2021. So Anthony's probably excited to move on with the next chapter of his life. Probably happy to get out of there. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> He's probably just not enough pull-up bars in St. Louis. Too much Emo's pizza. He would love to do a pull-up on the on the arch. That would be the ultimate. That would be cool. Yes. <laughs> That's something. Don't. Pretty I dangerous. Johnny and Julius will probably try yep, that. Yeah, him now. and Johnny will do it. That would be terrible. Um, uh, Tony Pickard, do you think if you tear your ACL and don't repair it, it just flops around in your knee like one of those waving inflatable man things? Tyler's got that, by Tyler's way. got that image. Um, yeah. There's no other way I could see it going down. I think that's what happens. You dance like D from It's Always Sunny. Mm -hmm. uh, you know those, those ham weird hamstring things. things. Yeah. If you don't have the hamstring strength like Spencer, yeah. this is what you end up looking like. That's I'm pretty sure like. that's what Mr. Hines even told us is what happens uh, with the knee model. He's like, see, this piece turns into a <laughs> floppy inflatable man. Yes, that's what you'll become. He said that word for word, yeah. Verbatim. Um, okay, any other questions here? Um, yes, Miles Martin to Scarlet Knight Wrestling Club. I feel like... I've we been, mentioned it on Tuesday. We okay. didn't like go in depth about it, but we did mention it. I can never <laughs> remember a move this close to, um, this close to trials. Did it say when he'd be moving there? Like, cause he might just be finishing up at Ohio I think he's State. In, I think he's in Colorado Springs right now okay. training. So I don't even think he's in Ohio State <clears throat> currently. Uh, so he's changing. It sounds like you know some other coach changes going to be coming soon. Um, but we'll let them announce that. Um. Kevin Mulder hates that refs don't call neutral danger consistently. Watch the second period of the Keegan-Winsel match and tell me why Keegan doesn't get points for holding Winsel on his back. We thought that at the time. They forget. They just forget. They just forget to start doing the danger thing. Um, yeah, but it's it's getting better. Uh, Winsel was the rightful winner of that match, though. But I did think they were a little tardy with that one. Um 
Okay, why don't we do do some plugs? What time does every action get going tomorrow? And uh, then we can then we One can second. peace. We're pulling it up. So if you don't know, last chance is next is tomorrow. 10 a.m. Central, so it's 11. Tomorrow and Saturday. So yes. tomorrow you have Greco women's uh, freestyle, and then Saturday is men's freestyle. And so, I believe it is a 11 a.m. Eastern time start time for both days. Yep. And then finals at 7.30 Eastern, Saturday night, prime time. Then follow, but really the final finals are after that because they're going to have true seconds. Yeah, true seconds if uh, the second place and third place had not wrestled in the tournament. Um, they will they will fight for the right to stay quarantined in Dallas for a week or Fort Worth for a week. That's that's quite a right. So, yeah, they're doing this whole bubble thing so that, you know, COVID, uh, you know, there's no COVID restrictions and they can keep everyone safe. So that will be exciting. Um, Kozak, anything, anything before we go? No, man, it's fun. It's fun to be here. Thanks for thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you for coming on. Uh, thanks to you, to you guys for listening. We'll be back next Tuesday. We will have our full Olympic trials field. We'll be talking about it all week long. We'll be headed to Fort Worth. Some of us will have a watch party. It's gonna be a whole lot of fun. What a fun time to be a wrestling fan. We'll see you then. We hope you guys have a great, great weekend. Watch Last Chance. And uh, we will see you Tuesday. Thank you, guys. See ya.